train and I had to arrange for our what 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 are you what are you drinking man that sounded satisfying holy shit you know uh you know so you know I'm Persian yeah and a lot of Iranians a lot of Persians they say earl grey tea is the closest thing to Persian tea but I actually disagree I think English breakfast is so this is English breakfast yeah I don't think earl grey reminds me of you know, Persian tea. I don't know if I've really had Persian tea, but I've had, you know, tea from yeah. the MENA region. And I, I mean, Earl Grey is like, there's not, there isn't a hint of, I, I'd, I'd agree, I'd say English breakfast, but Earl Grey is like, the bergamot is like, or bergamot or however you pronounce it. Yeah. It seem to be there. Yeah, the there is like a, they taste similar, but there's a, there's like a distinct difference in Earl Grey. And for some reason, Earl Grey gives me a stomach ache. It's really mm -hmm. weird. Yeah. Maybe maybe the the citrus oils or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably something like that. I just don't like that little aftertaste either. So. Yeah. English breakfast is the way to go. How have you been? Good, man. Um, staying busy, but good. Cool. Good. 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 Um, a lot of my patients are really struggling right now, so I've been a little bit busier. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, COVID's hard on people's mental health. It is. We didn't we didn't quite realize. Yeah, COVID's been, uh, yeah, definitely uh, causing me some anxiety. Just like, uh, like, for like visiting my parents. I'm stuck in this, uh, I'm stuck in this, like, I'm just like filled with anxiety and stress because I want to go see my parents really bad. I miss them. You know, I love them. And, you know, they want me to come real badly too. And I understand there's like, you know, instant tests, this and that, but even just even a 0.01% chance of me somehow catching it and giving it to them, I just would never forgive myself. But on the other hand, if I keep pushing it back and this never ends, you know, who knows what happens? You know, life comes at you fast. So I just, I, I don't know what decision to make. Does that make sense? Yeah, of course, man. Um, and are your, are your parents like, in, are they in the U S is it okay? I mean, yeah, I yeah. dox you or anything, but just, no, you're good. No, no, they're in Arizona. Okay. So you'd have to yeah. fly to see them. Yeah, I would. I mean, I could drive, but that always freaks my mom out and it gives her a lot of, she just hates, you know, she, she doesn't want me driving long distances. So it's a long way, man. Yeah. 14 hours. That is a long time. So I'd have to, I'd have to stop somewhere, which defeats the entire purpose of driving. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sounds, sounds really tricky. I think a lot of people are struggling to figure out what the right thing to do is. Yeah. Um, you know, fingers crossed, hopefully a vaccine is around the corner and, and we'll have, uh, you know, we'll finally get some control over COVID. Yeah, definitely. Knock on wood. Yeah. Knock on. Ah, there's one over here. Um, yeah, so Train, is there something in particular that you wanted to talk about today or? Um... I mean, you know, to be frank, I just, you know, I miss your company. Cool, man. I enjoy talking I mean, to you. You know, it's not often I get to talk to, uh, you know, somebody like you and, you know, we get to bounce back, you know, bounce our ideas back and forth, you know, and uh, I don't get much of that depth, uh, you know, around these parts of Twitch. People are usually more, you know. Kind of get what you see, and and what do you end up getting from other people? Just surface level. That's it. I'm not sure if that's 
uh, you know, the end. I doubt that is, but I, I don't think very many people like to open up on Twitch um, with each other, at least, right? Maybe with you, yes, but with each other, I think it's more surface level stuff. I think everyone's always playing, uh, you know, there's always a politics to play. You know, people don't want to give their vulnerabilities, right? Because they could be used as a weapon against them, which I, I don't blame them. That's kind of just the world we live in. Yeah. So it's unfortunate, yeah. isn't it? It is. And, and what do you, um, I'm happy to answer these questions that I'm about to ask you as well, but sure. what do you appreciate about our conversations? Um, for the most part, I appreciate the, um, unbiasedness. I appreciate the like objectivity to it. I appreciate, um, you know, uh, you know, don't get me wrong. I live a very fortunate life. You know, I'm in a very fortunate place, especially during COVID. You know, I have an amazing job, make a lot of money. Um, but definitely, I think it's always an uphill battle when it comes to people's first impressions of me, right? With you, even if you may have felt anything negative about me, I feel like you had the wisdom to put it aside and, you know, actually talk to me and give me a chance that way. So that's what I enjoy. Yeah, I mean, uh, Train, just thinking a little bit, I think you've faced a lot of judgment, bro. A lot of judgment. Yeah. Some of it justified, some of it not. But, yeah. Don't we all, though? I think we all do, to a certain degree. I mean, so you're saying a couple of things that um, maybe can be kind of a thread of this discussion. You sort of say you're fortunate, almost like a disclaimer. And I yeah, I wanted to. Yeah, I wanted to make that clear because for for some reason, uh, so like on usually I'd leave that out, but on like obviously you know I don't want to say as a public figure, it just sounds very weird, but like as a public figure, I guess for some reason, if you're successful and have money then you don't have a right to, you know, cry about how you feel because you're better than 99%, you know, you're better off. And the 99% that don't have money, that think money solves everything, would trade all of their troubles to just have money, right? But they don't realize once they get it, they'll realize that, you know, there's no amount of money that would ever solve or fix the troubles within. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I, I, add that as, I, I add that as a disclaimer because it seems like that's what people latch on to, right? Oh, the big old, you know, streamer that's living in the 1%, he's sad, oh, big deal, right? So, so I just kind of, I, I just add as a disclaimer just to avoid yeah, like I, 20 minutes of talk. Yeah. I, I, I hear that. And, and what I'm kind of curious about is like, what is it like to not allowed to be sad? I don't know. Hey. I don't, I mean, I don't mean to, uh, for this, it's not that deep for me. Like, I think people, I think the people that, you know, care for me, they don't do that. And the people that kind of are just mm -hmm. there, they're just kind of trash talking. I just trash talk them back. It's like that Got simple. I, I don't really scurry away into my corner and say, oh, this is fucked up. I just say, yo, you know, suck my dick. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. So it's it's not like that deep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let, let, let me let me just make sure I, I got you. So so on the one hand, you kind of acknowledge that you are lucky and fortunate in a lot of ways. Um, some of the yeah. people that I've worked with, I, I I've had 
the opportunity to work with really all walks of life, um, anywhere yeah. from working in a prison to working with, um, you know, successful startup CEOs. And, and one of the things is sometimes like, sometimes they do get judged very harshly and it can be really hard to not be allowed to suffer. But what I'm hearing from you is that you actually do have a pretty, like, you do feel like you are allowed to be sad. Like you don't necessarily have to do it in public. And there's sort of the public persona where you don't have to like cry me a river kind of thing, but that, you know, if you have authentic feelings, you have people to share them with and it's not too big of a oh, deal. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. 100% for sure. There's definitely a, a lot. There's a lot of the good, you know, the good viewers. It's taken me a long time to realize that. Don't get me wrong. You know, three, four years to realize that, you know, I used to fo focus on the negative. I think this was just like six, seven months ago. I was just focused on all the negative and I kind of was ignoring the positive and I realized that I was kind of reinforcing and perpetuating, you know, the negative because that was the only way they got attention. And now I see all the positive and there's a lot of positive. There really is. Some days I think the negative, you know, goes overboard, but I think most days it's a lot of positive comments and a lot of supporters. So I do can think you, I, let's go can ahead. Can you tell me a little bit about the positive? Like yeah, you said that I you think started focusing on the positive like what kind of stuff? um Sounds i like think that. i think my favorite thing that i've discovered over the last two three months is there are people watching that they have the social intelligence to recognize when i might not feel you know worthy or i, I may not feel like i'm worth something to myself and they reach out on twitter or instagram or you know in a whisper and they say hey it's, you saved my life or you changed my life or without you, I'd be going through this and that. And, you know, they send those messages pretty much, you know, on, on, on point when I'm feeling down. So I think, I think there's a lot of supporters that are watching and they have a pretty good idea. They kind of read me because of how long they've watched me. So that's kind of what I mean. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So, so it's interesting because, you know, what I'm, if you really listen to those words, what, what it almost sounds like is they're thanking you. But what I'm hearing from you is that they're actually helping you. It's not just an expression of gratitude that they recognize that maybe you're feeling a particular way and that like, you know, they recognize that you may need a little bit of TLC. And so they're giving a little bit back. I think they're actually, what I think they're doing is, which is actually kind of beautiful in a way, is they're letting me know that that I have a purpose, right? Like in their own way, they're trying to let, let me know that I play a role in their happiness or in their life, right? So like, I think it's actually way deeper and more beautiful than that, to be honest. Um, but yeah, I think, yeah, just that. I, I, I've noticed that recently. For a long time, I just kind of focused on the hate and, you know, don't get me wrong, I still go in and, you know, do my thing. But for the most part, I've, I've recognized a lot of the lurkers, you know, coming out and, talking to me, letting me know. What do people so, yeah. hate you for, Train? <laughs> um, <laughs> well, that, that, that little laugh right there, you hear that? Yeah. <laughs> There's a little, like, I can recognize a little bit of cockiness to that laugh, kind of like a, here we go, right? I, th I think that's what it is. Does that make sense? Sure, they hate you because 
you have a cocky response to their complaints? Or is it the cockiness itself? No, I'm not. It's not that. No, no, no. So I think. I think it's okay. So most people that. So here's what I've noticed from a lot of like new viewers. A lot of the new viewers that I get, they all, uh, you know, as soon as any kind of bullying talk comes up, they go, yo, you were the bully, right? And we always show my high school photo and they always start laughing and saying, holy fuck, right? So I think people, uh, you know, they look at this and they think that like, I've always been here confidence wise, not realizing that, right, I'm here because I recognized my insecurities. You know, I, I went through my periods of insecurity. I still have my insecurities, right? So I think it's more so of a thing where there's like a general stereotype for male gamers or male personalities or male larger creators to have some sort of flaw, which don't get me wrong, I have many of those. You know, I, I mean, look at me. You know, I look like a gorilla, which I like, to be honest. I like it, right? But anyways, get, get back to the point. I think there needs to be, I feel like, okay, now I could be totally wrong here, but I really feel like Not everybody, but the, the, vo the most vocal viewers, I think they need a, a streamer or someone they watch to have something that makes them feel better. Hmm. But I feel like my personality and the way I go about things, no matter what insults are thrown at me, I hold a certain composure that they need to disappear like they need me to like fall in order for, i can't explain like sure I, maybe i can help you out in a second but just keep going what i'm trying to say is right so if you notice a lot of the successful streamers they either make fun of themselves whether it's purposefully or accidentally right like it's either just a indirect or like passive thing they have where they're quirky and they're not realizing it or it's like a purposeful like you know degrading themselves in order you know, for people to be able to laugh and appreciate them, right? But if you don't have that or do that, I think there is some sort of, I don't know. I've noticed this throughout uh, uh, Twitch. Like, does that make sense? I don't know if that makes any sense, actually. Yeah. I don't so, know. I think it makes a lot of sense. So, Train, you, okay. you know, a couple of things that I'm remembering. One is that you frequently mention that you feel like you're, you don't make sense. Well, I know I make sense to me. The problem is sometimes I give these like anecdotal examples that may not fully, you know, uh, <laughs> be clear experience. It may not exactly. Well, yeah. Yeah. Does that make yeah, sense? So yeah, I, I think there it is again. <laughs> yeah, so so let's let me see if I um, understood you. So you, then you tell me if this is you know, and then we'll see if it made sense or not. I'll tell you if it makes so, sense. Yeah. So like you know, I think a lot of times. So if we let's talk about ego for a second, okay? Sure. So our ego, I I generally think of our ego as a defensive mechanism that protects us from feeling bad. So you know, if you call me stupid, then fuck you, you're stupid, 
that's what my ego does, right? It sort of like rises up and then it puts other people down. So usually the way that the ego helps us feel better about ourselves is it kind of pumps us up or it puts other people down. And then the interesting thing is that like, if you think about putting other people down, there's a, you gain more value, the bigger the person is. So if I'm feeling bad about myself and then I go, if I take a tree and I, I play against a tree in Overwatch and I win against yes. a plant, I don't feel any sense of satisfaction. Right. Because right. like if I like if I play chess against my three year old and I crush her, it's like my ego is not going to get anything from that. Right. And so the, the bigger someone is, the more we gain from like putting them down. Right. And I think we see a colossal amount of hate towards public figures. And I think sometimes they do things that, you know, genuinely speaking are kind of out of line and stuff like that. But I, I think generally speaking, I don't think that the amount of toxicity that public figures get get is proportional to like how bad they are. Because generally speaking, I think that like most people are about in the ballpark of the same amount of good and bad. And yeah, it's not, true. you know, so it's just one person just yeah. happens to be public. Right. But I, I have noticed this thing where a lot of people, and you'll see this a lot, like I was trying to understand why people make hate videos. Yeah. You know, like then a lot of people make hate videos and like, like I sort of understand that there's population that likes easy to monetize and a lot of people watch them and stuff and the question is like why do people why do people like watching hate videos why do people like watching attack videos for public figures and i think probably because it makes them feel better about themselves i'd i'd really love to talk to someone who like makes these hate hate videos one day like you know one of these hate farmers and kind of ask them what motivates you to make the video that the videos that you make is it just money no 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 i think I think it's a little deeper than that. I think they truly believe they're doing a public service, right? You can't see. So from your perspective, when when you see, you know, someone make a mistake, right? Or someone do something from your perspective, you can kind of be like, okay, you know, it's, it's fucked up, but you know, we've all very realistically, we've all done that, right? Some people, I think they're, they genuinely believe they're like doing like some like God's right hand work. Like they truly believe this person is this way. They need to come out with the truth and let people know, let them, you know, beware, right? So I think it's more of like an ignorance or like not an ignorance. It's like a delusion or it's like some sort of, it's like some sort of like, I don't know what you'd call it, but that's what I think it is. I don't, I don't think it's this thing where they're thinking like, how can I, you know, I mean, maybe half of it is how can I get big off of this? I don't think it's this thing about monetization necessarily. I actually think there, that there's certain people like, you know, you know, not large creators, like there's just the small, you know, maybe viewers that are creating or clipping things to try and, uh, you know, I think, I think there's like a, I don't know if it's a God complex or some sort of complex where they believe they're doing like society the good, they're the good person, they're outing the bad. Does that make sure. sense? Yeah, yeah. Why would you call that delusional? Because... Not always, but I think from most of what I see, I mean, I shouldn't say most, but from some of what I see, I think anyone that had the wisdom or anyone that was wise could kind of 
step back and like, okay, there's a lot missing here. So I think for these individuals, the reason I say delusional for some of them, I think they fill in their own gaps to portray. So like, I don't think they're necessary. So I think a lot of the time, at least in my experience, I don't think they're telling the full story. They're telling the story that they need to be true in order for their ego to be saved, right? This person needs to be this way. They need to be this way, right? This isn't just a one-time thing. Oh, we've done this. They've done this. No, this is t- truly evil and terrible. And let me let me let you let me tell you how, right? I think that's what it is. Does that make any sense? Yeah, I I, I mean, I think righteousness is a good word. I think you used it earlier. Yeah. Now, this really, is some, right? Some others, yeah. obviously, it's fine, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, what I'm hearing you say is that they're, you know, it, their internal compass is that, like, the reason that they make such hate videos is to actually make the world a better place. Uh, it's almost yes. like they protect people. I f- yeah, I feel like from, it's closer to that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're sort of, they're, they're kind of protectors of the innocent. Yeah. The, the internet masses. Yeah, They're protecting like them from you know, these sociopathic influencers, streamers, YouTubers, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. So, I, you know, I'm, I'm curious, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I think, I think what you're saying has a lot of merit. And at the end of the day, um, you know, it's been my overwhelming experience that you can come up with a theory that's as brilliant as, as you want it to be, but until you actually talk to the person and re- listen to what they have to say, you'll, you won't really know, you know? Yeah. Um, and one of the things I was kind of thinking about, Train. So I think uh, last time when we wrapped up, um, my recollection was that, like, you know, we were talking a little bit about this icon that people turn you into, and to mm-hmm. a certain degree, you like bear that mantle, like you're okay bearing it, but that actually, you know, because sometimes people need someone to hate, and and you're like, yeah, okay, fine, I can handle that. Um, but that actually it, it does on some level like make you angry that the way that people treat you. I don't know if we're back there or if it's been too long or or whatever, but that was sort of my recollection of our last conversation. Yes, that's right. That's on point. That's definitely what we left off at. Yeah. I know the cure for it. I know that like I know what I need to do. I think sometimes I just... Uh, don't Can you tell patient. us what the problem is first? How would you describe the problem before we get to the cure? Well, I think the problem is, so for example, um, it, it's very weird because, um, and this only happens with like first time viewers, right? My, my core community, they'll fuck around, they'll mess around, they'll meme. But a lot of first time viewers that come in, and I realize this from, you know, whether it's new accounts or just followed accounts that are old, um, the first, you know, comments are usually something along the lines of like some sort of physical activity or some sort of size up, right? Like something like, uh, you know, you probably have a small dick or do you know how to fight? Oh, I, you know, drop you. Like, it's always like, that's always a starter, which tells me that when people look at me, that they see some sort of something they need to size up. Like they they can't just come like, Hey, what's up? Right. So like, I don't know if that's you know, an insecurity mm. on their end. I don't know if it's just, you know, a vibe I give off, which I, I, I actually, I'm not gonna say, I don't know. I know for a fact, that's something that's just given off, even though it's not, you know, I don't mean to. And I, I've, I've realized this because recently I, I was testing this thing out with, I was playing Among Us and I decided to test out 
this thing where I actually hire the pitch of my voice and I talk more like I'm asking questions than I am making a statement, right? So, so like, I'll give you an example. So I'm like, oh, no, yeah, no, it's okay. Don't worry about it. No, I'll go ahead. <laughs> right? Like, I'll talk like that. And like, suddenly, like, oh I'm very well. Yeah, suddenly, I'm ever, like, everything's okay. I'm the nicest person in the world. Like, no one's having any issues. Like, I'm invited back, right? But then as soon as I'm like, all right, where were you? Tell me what task you're doing. Suddenly, like, you know, I'm getting messages, like, uh, from the person, yo, you're scaring them. Like, you're being a little aggressive. They don't want to play with you, right? But it's like, I'm not doing anything, right? It's only the pitch of my voice that's changing. And it's like, it's some crazy shit I've noticed. It's crazy shit, right? So, yeah. Nuts, huh? You know, it's it's weird, Train, and I, I hope I'm not falling into a trap, which I think maybe we can talk about. But sure, yeah. I feel like interviewing you, like, have you seen the movie Beauty and the Beast? Yeah, of course. I feel like this is the closest I'll ever get to interviewing the Beast. Oh, my man. Appreciate that. Hey, you keep talking like that. I'll be buying you a Christmas gift. You know what I mean? And there'll <laughs> yeah, be a hole in it. I, I mean, it's, it, it's kind of... <laughs> I'm just kidding. Sorry. Um, is that a reference to Dick in a Box? It is. Okay. At least yeah. I'm, on, I'm on point there. Right, I'm, I'm, um, I was like, yeah, go ahead. It's, it, it's, it's great. I appreciate it. Um, no so, problem. so, but, but really train, cause what I'm, what I'm hearing from you is sort of like, you, you know, you keep on saying like, you look like a gorilla <laughs> and what I, what I'm, what I'm hearing is that like people look at you and they're frightened of you. And what's it like to be someone that people are frightened? Like people come in and they just can't say what's up. Like people, you know, you have to raise the pitch of your voice and boy, do you sound like a completely different person? I do. Don't I? It's crazy. Like I was, yeah. I was, I was, I was listening to some, uh, I, I listened to the VOD afterwards and I was like, damn, like, this is what people need me to be. Just like a total, like, I, I, you know, just a total bitch. Like they need me to like, you know, succumb to their, you know, they need me to like do something that lets them know that like they're in charge. Otherwise, like I'm a wild card, right? Like anything can happen. They can't, they can't be themselves because I might step up and call them out. I might beat them up. Like some crazy shit like that. It doesn't make any fucking sense. How long have people been scared of you, Trey? People aren't scared of me. I think there was just a, I don't want to say they're scared of me, right? Like cause that's going to invite in some bullshit. Hey, listen, I know some badass motherfuckers probably watching. Hey, listen, I don't want any trouble. But anyways. Um, Let me rephrase. How long yeah, yeah. have people been initially reacting to you with fear? Oh, since the beginning. I still remember my... the uh, beginning? Middle like, school. Middle school. For sure, 100% high school. Middle school, I'm kind of just assuming based on my high school experience. So high school, I'll, I'll explain to you. High school, uh, I moved to high schools. And I went to this, this new city, new school, uh, whole different beat, different vibe, different culture, different, you know... Um, it was an all white school. It was really weird, right? Like it wasn't like an all white school, but like everyone was just white. Like, like I remember like junior year, we had one black kid. It was just a very weird experience because my other, the place I came from, the middle school I went to, it was just all mixed. It was a melting pot. Just everybody was there. And that's kind of what I was used to, right? All my boys like, um, but anyways, go to the school and, you know, it was just, man, it was nonstop, uh, you know, it was just psychological uh, bullying, right? And in those days, there was no, there was no attention to psychological bullying, right? Back then, it was sticks and stones may break your bones, but words cannot hurt you. So the, no one paid any attention to that. 
And anyways, to fast forward, we can go deeper into that stuff later if you ask any questions relating to it. But fast forward to senior year, I ended up approaching like the main, I don't know what I'd call him, the main kid that kind of uh, like facilitated, you know, the, the bullying or the hate. And, you know, he kind of came to me, I went to him and I'm like, yo, like, why? And he actually apologized. He was super like nice and sweet. And he's like, it all came down to freshman year when you walked through our halls, you were the new kid, no one knew you. And when we looked at you, you, you walked around with your head up high. It just seemed like you thought you owned the place and we needed to bring you down and let you know that we own it, right? And I'm thinking here like, damn, so me walking around with my head high, it tells them that it, like they feel threatened by me walking around with my head high. I need to walk with my head down. I need to show some visible insecurity or some visible sadness or some visible misery in order that for them to be okay. And my entire four years of high school of bullying was because of Train. that single walk through the hole, right? Dude, so, so how does it feel to be in that position where who you are pisses people off? Because that hasn't changed, right? Like what, the, what you just told me applies to Among Us too. Because you can't. You have well, to no, no, you no. Have to be, oh, oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> well, Among Us is a little different, you know. Among you know, <laughs> Among Us, there's a little bit more. You know, I wouldn't say Among Us is directly connected. There's a lot more politics going on in Among Us. You know, people want to be the best in the lobby so they can farm the best YouTube clips and continue to be relevant, right? There's a different dynamic going on there, right? That's just that's like content creator life. People, it's like survival of most relevant, right? If I'm in the lobby, they're not going to get off their plays or it's going to be harder and they're going to get one clip instead of 20. So like that, that's different. Like, I think that's just, you know, the competitiveness of whatever, right? So I don't think, yeah, but yeah. Does that make you sense? You just told me that people think that you're scary. What does that have to do with, hey, train, you're scaring people a little bit. Can you talk a little bit more like a bitch? <laughs> well, they've never <laughs> said that, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, so, so I understand that, like, look, I'm not disputing that the Among Us streaming community in high school are really different situations. Well, what to be I, fair, they're kind of similar. They what, are similar. What shocks right. me is that, is that, like, I mean, I, I think it's, like, not unreasonable to draw a parallel between walking in with your head held high and speaking like you normally do. Both of those are just being just you. And something tells me that if you had spoken when you when they walk when you walked in with your head held high, if you had opened your mouth and you'd used your Among Us voice, they wouldn't have bullied you. Oh, I'm so sorry. What? Um, huh? <laughs> yeah, probably not. I mean, then again, like if you saw the way I looked in high school, I don't know why the hell they were so fucking intimidated. I mean, I guess I did have my, you know. You know, I still had my same big face and big head, but damn, I was, I was a creature out of, sheesh. I got to show you a picture one of these days. God damn. I got to show you a picture, Dr. K. I'm telling you. I'm going to show you a picture right now, actually. Screw it. Why not? What, Take a look at this. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm happy to see the picture, but just okay. before you show me the picture, 
I'm curious, what do you think my reaction is going to be? That's a good. That's a good point. I guess they're, 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 you'll have no reaction, but I guess deep down, whatever's holding you, like damn, my man. But, but yeah, what do you what do you want what do you want me what are you looking for by showing me this picture? I guess I'm holy shit. That's actually you know what? That is what you just asked me there. Just unlocked something that now that I've like now that I understand why I keep showing this picture, it's the most logical, common sense thing ever. But I never thought of it before. I'm showing it so you don't see me this way and you see me that way. So instead, you cannot be threatened. Just talk to me normal. I'm showing you a picture of me at a point where I'm just ugly, terrible, weak. And I'm showing that to you and hoping that when you look at me now, you see that instead of this so you can just chill. Holy fuck. Because I keep showing this as a reference point to everyone that I talk to uh, with whatever argument I get into. And now, like, that, holy fuck. Good shit. Good shit. I like that. That was good. Yeah. Holy shit, that was good. Good stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here it is, though. Check that out. <laughs> Hold on. I'll check it out in a second. We're not, we're not done. We're just getting started. Dude. Okay. Sure. So, like, something struck me as strange, and you're like, every time we talk about high school, and then you said we, we end up looking at a picture of me from high school, and I was like, how on earth does that happen? Do people go and Google what you looked like in high school? And I think there's more to it. If you really want me want to show me the picture, that's fine. But what I want right, you to I do like is it, pay, yeah. I, I want you to pay attention mm -hmm. to I want you to pay attention to yourself. So do me a favor, actually. Can yes. you screen share the picture so that we see the picture instead of you? Yes, sir. And I want you to pay attention to what you feel as I look at it. Right as you click the button. Uh, give me a second to make sure. Okay, uh, share your screen. I want to make sure this doesn't mess anything up. Oh, did I mess anything up? No, I didn't. Nope. Is this it? This should be it. Can you see that? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry, I couldn't help but laugh. How did you how did you feel when I looked at that picture and laughed? I felt relieved. I felt good. That's what I want. I want I, I want that's that that's all I want. I want you to look at it, laugh, and then now we're just good, right? Because like now you have something of me that made you do that. So now from now on when we talk, I mean obviously this is the case between us anyways, but what would happen normally is from now on when we talk, if your ego ever tells you this guy is threatening something. You just go back to this picture, plop it in your image, you go, okay, we're good, never mind. Look at this dude, like, no shot, right? Does that make any sense? Can I unshare? Yeah, you can unshare. Cool. Yeah, so I, I think it's a great revelation on your part, and I want to keep digging. Is that okay? Sure, whatever you want. So, the interesting thing is that, that uh, what, what, I, what I felt was that I judged the picture negatively. No, I didn't get that vibe. No, I, I, that's that's what I felt. I was like, like that belongs on. Have you seen this part of this Reddit called Blunder Years? Yeah, it reminds Whoa. me a little bit of Blunder Years. Like, I I don't mean to be condescending towards you, but like that was my initial like. It reminded me of like how we all look super awkward in high school, and I, and I saw yeah. a little bit of myself in that picture, and I was like, oh shit, 
you know, if you see yeah. a picture of me in high school, it was. It like, reminds, yeah, it, it reminds me of. Have you seen those, uh, those, like movies that have the actors, and then like at the end, it shows like their high school photo of like their entire like Metal Gear, like you know, some 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 fucking uh, solar system of braces on, right? Like that, that's what it reminds me of. It reminds me of uh, that, like you know, what we see now. You know, there's a story behind it, right? Not all of we didn't look this way our entire lives. We didn't, you know. We've all had our, you know, whatever. Yeah, so... That, yeah, I don't know. So, like, just to kind of draw a couple of random-ass parallels, okay? And, and I'm just uh-huh. going to start tossing stuff out, Train. You let me know. It sounds like you've discovered something important, so cool. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm going to just offer a couple of other hypotheses. One is that what I'm sort of seeing is that, like, you're showing people, hey, do you see how I wasn't always the beast? I used to be human. Right. It's like like you like in Beauty and the Beast, it's sort of like you're the beast at that point, And that's what everyone sees. And like you want to show people that I wasn't always like this. And please remember that I'm not as scary as I appear. Yeah. I mean, I know what I have to do. Like, I know what I realistically have to do. I just don't have the patience for it. What do you have I just to have do? To, everyone that comes to me and thinks I'm some sort of, you know, fucking beast. Right. You know, to pick something with. I just got to kill them with kindness. That's it. I got to kill them with kindness until one day they, you know, just say, fuck it, right? Fuck shit. I'm the asshole, right? But I just, you know, I'll keep it a buck 50. I just say, fuck that. And I just, you know, give them a little roast back. Because I'll tell you what, it's always the weebs and it's always the Overwatch uh, uh, viewers that are always the most judgmental. And it's crazy. It's crazy. It's bad shit. Because those, those two sections have no place to be judgmental. Sorry, I went off on a tangent. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so, Train, I, I wonder if there's a little bit more to it. So, like, I, I have a wild, wild, wild thought, which is what if when people look at you, they don't see what you think they see? What if they don't see you as scary? Well, here's the thing. I'm going to ask you a question, okay? Now, not this Dr. K, but the, the you 20 years ago, okay? If you saw someone that was actually hideous, that was actually overweight, would you sit there and nonstop call them those names, call them those things, let them know that they're, the th- they're, the, they're those things? No, you wouldn't, right? It's only the ones that you know are not, but you need to keep saying it to make them smile, believe it, right? Because like, if they actually were, you're not, right? Like, people who are actually these things, if they actually were, you'd feel bad saying them, right? So like, I've, I've, drawn, I've come to this conclusion that if I was truly this hideous, ugly, disgusting beast that scared everyone, right? Maybe people wouldn't, you know, right? Like, it, it seems like there is something else to it. Does that make any sense? I completely agree. So then let me ask you something. So your conclusion is that if people keep on calling you out as scary, you must not be that scary. Because if you were really, really scary, then like, if people are truly hideous, we don't call them hideous to their face. Well, no one says scary because like, like that would contradict the entire purpose of even coming to say anything. If you say someone's scary, you're automatically, you're already giving up the piece yeah. that your ego is supposed to be fighting for, right? Sure, good point. So, so, so yeah, it doesn't it doesn't manifest in the scary. Yeah, it's more so. 
it, it comes through as in like ugly or something negative. Just it's it's something that I know if it was true, they wouldn't say it. Instead, they'd look and feel but bad. Like, why, damn. Why, why do you keep calling yourself a girl? Why do you keep saying that you look like a gorilla? I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to be honest. I, I kind of like it. I, I think, you know, I mean, I don't think I look, I mean, technically we evolved from them. Is that too bad? You feel me? Y yeah. I don't, <laughs> you kind of like it. What do you like about it? It's just, I don't know. It's perfect, right? Think about this. Gorillas, they're these powerful creatures right but they just sit there and they eat grass it's perfect right people see me as this guy that's going to bend the bars and beat everyone up and do the worst things in the world but really i'm just eating my grass hanging out doing what i can right does that make sense so what i'm hearing <laughs> is that a gorilla is a good representation for the way that you are treated and the way that you are in the sense that a gorilla is like gigantic and can look kind of scary, but they're just sort of chilling. And so you're judged for being sort of gigantic and kind of scary, but you're just kind of chilling. Well, to be fair, I'm kind of small right now, but yeah, for the most part, I would say so. I mean, what does that mean you're kind of small right now? Well, COVID, you know, I haven't really done any of my regiments. So, uh, oh, I you know, see. You mean like musculature? Which, yeah, which is another thing, which is crazy, right? When I'm big, the problem's even worse. I lose my size, and then we're in a new avenue, right? Oh, you look like a skinny bitch, bro. Yeah, I hit the gym again. Then I hit the gym. Pfft. Fucking bitch. Pussy trying to get muscles, make your dick bigger. Like, right? Like, nothing's going to fix your dick size, right? Like, there's always something, right? But that's life. I think that's just life. There's haters and there's none, right? I just think there's more Train, so in my avenue. It doesn't sound to me like you can win. Like oh, I don't, think win. Anyone, I, don't, I don't think anyone can win. The point is, this is going to exist no matter what, right? You have to accept it, and you have to just, you know, put yourself around, What's you know, a crew. What's it like for you to always have people be unhappy with who you are? Well, thank, thankfully, I've realized recently that it's only a vocal minority, right? Like, the people I pay attention to are the positive commenters and the people that are there for me, the things that I have done, that we have done as a community, Right. I just pay attention to them now. For a, that took me a long time, right? And even once in a while, I'll be honest, you know, I'm a little content starved, so I'll, you know, point a couple out, roast them. But I think for the most part, they're, they're going to exist no matter what. You just have to focus on the more positive ones and not give them. But here's the craziest part that I've noticed. The ones that are doing this, I don't, I don't even know if it's right to call them like haters or whatever you want to call them because I've noticed they're actually it's this weird thing. They're actually more loyal than the positive ones. My most loyal, like the, the ones that like, it feels like they die for me in some weird sadistic criminal minds, Aaron Hotchner way, are ones that shit talk me, right? Now, don't get me wrong. I love the ones that are positive. They're loyal as hell too, but it seems like the, the most diehard, it isn't even like a pure hatred. They want to bring me down. It seems like in order to continue to watch me, they need to do it to justify it for themselves. I don't know. It's some weird fucking shit. Well, so let, let's not worry about the minority for a second because you're, you're okay. sort of talking about the minority. But what I'm hearing is that this has been like, this doesn't sound like a minority issue to me. This sounds like you've been judged for your appearance and your voice. Like 
every person that you talk to, you have these thoughts about not wanting to scare them. You have these thoughts of like eventually showing them the picture so that they are not scared of you. That doesn't sound to me like you're responding to the minority. That sounds to me like you're responding to a fact of life. Yeah, like you're, you're right. I'm kind of just downplaying it right now because I feel like I feel like the, the problem with being in that situation is. The very situation itself. Trent, it's almost like what a, is it, what is it? It's like a to... it's a paradoxical situation because the okay. people that, that the, the, the let me explain why what that means. OK, here's why. It's this weird thing that can never be solved and never be fixed because the people that do it passively, they don't recognize it because they don't actually – when they look at me, they don't see it as this unfair treatment. They, in their minds, have come to a conclusion based on certain things that I do or whatever the case might be, right? And it is this objective, rational thing that they've come to, you know, to a conclusion of, right? Like this isn't something that – like so when you point it out – it sounds like I'm not taking responsibility for something I'm doing. And if it's not, right? And if it's not that, then what I'm saying doesn't exist. I'm delusional, right? Like there's no solving it because the so, people so, are. Yeah, I, I get that. So here's my question. What's it like to be on the receiving end of all of that? Like, it sounds like you can't win. Like they look at you, they judge you. Like if you point it out to them, it feels delusional. If you try to be yourself, they're scared of you in an Among Us lobby, you know? And, and so then you have to go through all these hoops and gymnastics of showing them high school pictures so that they're like, what is it like to like walk around and, and like have to convince people that you're not scary? Like, holy shit, man. Well, that's not even the saddest part. Okay. <laughs> the saddest part is I don't even have, like, for 90% of the people I meet, it's not even the case where I have an opportunity to show them I'm not this person, right? It's, I'm just disconnected instantly, and I don't know why, right? I'll send a message like, yo, I'm sorry if I, you know, did this or did that. And, like, it's just like, right? Because that's the best way I've noticed people like to deal with their stuff, right? They just totally remove it from their lives instead of facing it and seeing what made them feel this way and what actually I might have done, right? Which might have been something, who knows, right? I think a lot of people, I've had a lot of friends reach out to me saying, yo, you know, when you said fuck you to me, that sounded like a terror, right? Like, right? Like, it sucks, okay? I can't like, for, for example, okay, on the podcast, if, if I like get excited and argue, everyone thinks I'm this, in this fucking crazy aggressive mood. I'm just, I'm just excited. Like, I wonder if I had a higher pitch voice, do I have the right to be excited in my arguments? But since I have a deeper pitch yeah, so voice and I get excited, it looks like I'm going to war with them and they, all of a sudden they think I'm coming at them, right? It's, so it sucks. Yeah. But I guess that's how it is. I don't know. Does that make any sense? Yeah. Entirely too much. I mean, listen, my mom has told me this since I was a kid, though, Dr. K. My mom told me, listen, you have a deep voice. When you get excited, you know, you kind of, you know, get a little aggressive, right? One day someone's going to punch you in the face. She told me that. She drilled my fucking head. Drilled down my head for, drilled down my head for so long, right? 
And that eventually, that's kind of what started happening. Not physically punched in the face, but, you know, over the internet, people would be like, shit, you know, the fuck back the fuck up, right? And then we'd get into an argument. We wouldn't talk for three weeks. Okay. But I was just excited in an argument. Does that make any sense? Makes a lot of sense. So okay, I, have, I have a wild thought, okay? Shoot. And this is probably the most wrong thought that I will have in a conversation with you. But I'm going to share okay. it anyway. Do so it. when I think about... So sometimes I work with people who don't aren't confident, let's say, in the way that they approach, I'll just assume a heteronormative stance for a second. So like we'll we'll talk about, you know, gamers who have trouble talking to women. So we're assuming the gamer's a dude, we're assuming they're heterosexual, and we're assuming that they like women. Okay. Yeah. And so then the, there's something really wild, which is that like they say that, yeah, the reason that I have trouble talking to women is because I am terrible and I'm ugly, and I have a small jaw, and all of these other things. They'll sort of use this biodeterministic approach to explain why people respond to them the way that they do, right? It's not my fault. It's just women judge me this way. Mm -hmm. And so the wild thing that when I work with these people is that what we actually find is that it's the insecurity itself that is based on this belief that women don't like them, that is what makes them unattractive to women. Yeah, I agree with that. And so here's the wild thing that I have for you, Train, is that, is does the same apply to you? Is it your belief that you're scary? Is it is it your mom drilling into you? Like, just imagine what that does to a kid when your mom tells you, hey, by the way, you're a scary looking kid. And if you get excited, people are going to dislike it. Like, that plants a seed in your mind. And I'm almost wondering whether the reason people think you're scary is because you think you're scary. I don't think I'm scary. That's the point. That's what I'm trying to say. I don't think I'm scary. I know myself. I'm a fucking teddy bear. I mean, hmm. right? Like but you think you think people think you're scary. I wouldn't say scary. I would say I think there's an intimidation factor somewhere there where they feel like they I need to be you know they need to size me up just to let me know. I don't think it's a scary thing. I think scary is a little bit of an extreme. I think yeah, sure. definitely there's an intimidation thing. But I don't know. I'm not right. Like it's not like so, I'm. I, I I don't know. Yeah. So so here's what here's should I do in your opinion then to not give off? I I know this this sounds this sounds like so like I said this is probably the thing that I may be the most wrong about. Right. But I think that if if this happens to be right, even if it's you know the low light likelihood then I think yeah. it could actually change a lot of your interactions. So like, let's just go through two scenarios, right? One is that, yeah. you know, you're a smart guy and and you've made lots of observations about your life and you've noticed the way that you're treated. And it's like the height of arrogance for me to tell you that your experiences have been incorrectly My interpreted fault, yeah. by you, right? I mean, right. you've grown up with your face and your voice. Well, I've been you, told these things, right? Sure, of course, of course. Right. Just like the incels say about like, I've been I I have all this data. They give me tons and tons of data about why they're unattractive. They point to all sorts of things. So, I, you know, you know, so so it's like it like so it's it's very it's the height of like psychiatric arrogance to dismiss your experiences based on some beautiful theory that is mind blowing that I've constructed. 
right? It's like the worst mistake that my profession makes is when I say, you are wrong, train. Here is really what's going on with you. It's all in your fucking head. So I could be making the biggest mistake of my profession right now. And at the same time, there's a part of me that wonders, you know, like how much of this is like your perception that people think you're scary and almost like an overcompensation for insecurity that signals insecurity, right? Because you know you're a teddy bear and you have to start raising your voice, which then sort of like, maybe that's like, it's the overcompensation that's actually kind of like people are like not quite sure. I, I don't really know here. I think it's just, it's like, a, it's just a thought that I had. Well, I'll tell you the exact process that it goes through, okay? So it's not the case that I talk to someone and someone is standoffish and I'm like, oh, damn, I must have scared them. That's not the case, right? Like what happens is I, something happens and then I'm not, you know, invited back or they stop talking to me or they get very weird and I, I sense that. I don't go, okay, well, must have been, hey, you know, they must have just got scared of my voice. Just real quick, real quick, real quick. I actually sit there and I think, okay, what could I have done? I must have said something. I must have did something. I, I sit through this process. And then I reach out, I send a nice, like, well-written apology saying, yo, I'm sorry if I offended you in any way. I'm looking through this. I don't see what I've said, but it, I had no intention, right? And then that's when I'll get the response back, right? Like, and, and there's many people, uh, big figures that I've, some, some of you've talked to, some you haven't, that have just directly said, hey, and I, I can name names if you'd like. They've said, listen, you have this aggressive vibe to you, your, your voice mixed in with your emotion scares people these are the exact words written to me by very credible and like brand friendly like people like direct messages this exactly and i was very shocked that they'd admit this because no no one will they'd rather just put it on me than admit it because it's a direct you know uh uh conflict with their ego if they admit it right so the fact that this person these people have admitted this only after we've become such you know does that make sense yeah, it makes sense. I, I just don't want to accept that. I, I don't like, I'm having trouble. I realized why I'm offering this crazy theory. <laughs> I don't want to accept that you have to live a life where people are scared of you for you just being you. I don't think that they're is, scared of me. Whatever. Call it whatever you want. I just don't, I, that hurts too much for me to think about. <laughs> so I, That's I'm just looking how it is. for a way to disprove that because I don't want that to be true. And there's a I think a lot. That, I think a lot of people don't want it to be true either. I mean, like over the last like four years, I, I think I think I've been saying this for a long time. And over the last, you know, it all started with you're delusional, right? Ego, Andy, delusional, like uh, not can't take responsibility. Then you know, a year goes by, some people are like, holy shit, you're right, what the fuck? Two years goes by. Now I'm at a point where there's content creators that I don't even know that I'm seeing post things of me saying if Train did this, people would freak the fuck out, right? <laughs> when this guy does it. They're cool it's with fine. it. Like I, I see this everywhere now. People that I'm not even connected to. Because people are slowly, like, the more I talk about it, the more people are stepping back and they're realizing, holy shit. Six people just did this yesterday. Train did one-tenth of this. And there's 15 hate threads and six news articles and trying to get him banned. Right? Like, yeah, it's you know, there, I, unfortunately. Train, you, know, you know really what I want to do? I, I don't know if this is, this is probably a bad idea. So I'm just going to share this thought kind of randomly. Like, I wonder yeah. if we ever meet in person. You're, you're in Texas, right? Yes. So we were thinking about is Healthy Gamer doing sort of like an Austin meetup at some point? And, yeah. and what I'm just really curious about, this is probably a terrible idea. So, we, you know, shouldn't do it for all kinds of reasons. I'm really <laughs> curious. What I, what I want to do is I, I, I want to introduce you to my kids. 
and I just want to see how they react. And if okay. my kids are scared of you, boy, is that going to hurt. <laughs> but I think, but if, if they're not scared of you, then like, I think we've got to go back to the drawing board. I don't think they'll be scared of me. Most kids that I meet, like they love me, right? Like, and I don't know. What, like, why do you think that is? Why do you think it is that adults are, or I know scared is a strong word, but you know. Because they have nothing to be threatened by. That's not, it's, it's not even a thought in their head. Like they, they, they don't, like upon entrance of the room, they don't think, oh damn, the fuck? Like this guy walks in like, man, yeah, but, would my, but, girl, but, would so, my so, girlfriend like, fuck this guy? Like they're not thinking, they're not there. All they're thinking about is like. But, Trey, you're so deep into these people's heads, man. That's wild. Like, just think about it's, how much you're inferring about someone else's thought process. I, I, th I think, I think it's just a, I don't think it's like something that's like, I think it's just basic human shit, to be honest, right? It's well, like a flight or flight thing, right? Like if I, right? Like if I see someone that's, you know, right? There's people I look at, listen, I do it too. And I have to step back like, holy shit, this is what happens to me. I don't like it. I got to not do this guy. I, I'm responsible. I am guilty of doing what people do to me, to others. There's people I look at, I'm like, damn, this motherfucker, like, can I act myself? Can I be wild or do I need to chill out around this guy? He might slap the fuck out of me, right? I do the same thing, right? That's how I can recognize it so well because I'm guilty of it just, just as everyone else has their person that they're guilty of it with too. I think the part of it is once you go through it yourself, you really, right, there's a wisdom to it until you get to a certain point of maturity maybe. I don't know, but I've done it myself and I've, I've actually had to hold back, like, damn, this isn't right. This isn't fair. I don't like this. Why the fuck would he? And then I end up meeting the guy and, you know, sometimes he's actually a great guy and sometimes he is actually a dick. <laughs> well, so that actually makes me a little bit hopeful because because what we tend to do as human beings is apply our own internal calculus to other people. Right? So like just to give you an example. Like a projection, like, right? Yeah. Like projecting? So, so, yeah, yeah. So like, like so for example, um, you know, I don't care about birthdays and events and christmas and stuff like that like I, I enjoy christmas as a holiday with family but gift giving has never really been something that's important to me so you know if my wife like gets bent out of shape because she doesn't get me a gift for her she was like bent out of shape because like my birthday rolled around and like there wasn't a gift and i was like i you know but what she was doing in that moment is is assuming that i was going to react to the same situation the way that she would and on the flip side, you know, like sometimes I won't get her a gift or, or you know, I've learned now because I'm still married and you can't stay married unless you learn. Um, but like, you know, I, I've kind of learned, but for a while, like I didn't prioritize gift giving for her because I was like, what, you know, no big deal. Like, I'll just get you something at a random date because I think it's something that you'll like. I don't have to get it for an occasion. Yeah. And so I used to assume that she had my thinking and she used to assume that I had her thinking when it comes to giving gifts. And that's just something that human beings do. And, and that's what I'm kind of saying is like, so first of all, I admit that, like, like I said, I could be wrong. Secondly, I also admit that I have a, I care about you and I don't want to accept that you live in the world that you live in. And so I'm going to go as far as disputing that your reality is real <laughs> with the hopes that maybe it doesn't have to be that way. Now, you make the most convincing argument. If you give me an incel, if you give me a narcissist, if you give me someone who has a history of trauma, 
I feel pretty fucking confident that their perception of reality is wrong and I am right. I think the tricky thing here is that you, I think, make the strongest case for your perception of reality being right, which gives me a sliver of a hope that like something about the way that you interact with people actually creates the very thing that you have learned to accept. And that's the other thing is like, like since you've learned to accept that people treat you this way, you know, it hurts and it sucks, but you're just sort of like, that's life, right? Like, what am I going to do? Sit around and bitch about it. Like, I still have a lot to be grateful for. You know, I've learned how to deal with it. And that also makes me sad because it's like, I I just don't want you to live a life where like people are judging you this way. And I wonder a little bit, it's like this picture thing. I think there's more than meets the eye to this whole situation. You just, you just mention way too much that you look like a gorilla. (laughs) Well, there's one common thing I've been told my entire life by everybody, love, hate, great, you know, friends, enemies. There's one thing that's used to describe me that's been common among, every, among everybody. Everyone says when they meet me, and they say this about my eyes, they say I'm very intense. The, the way my eyes like stare, like it's very intense. I've, I've been told by everybody. So like maybe when we meet, you can do a little, you know, diagnosis on that or whatever the hell you call it, right? And, and, and that could be the start of everything, right? Like, I mean, people, listen, on a more joking side, people go as far as saying, you know, I, I look like I've been through six wars. Some crazy shit, right? I remember my first girlfriend, my first girl, girlfriend told me she looks in my eyes and all she sees is darkness, right? This is about my entire life, okay? I'm, I'm telling you, this isn't some things I'm just coming in my head. I'm being yeah, told yeah. these things, like some crazy shit. And then, right, like, and then, you know, there is the actor from The Punisher. He works in like six different movies, but it's always The Punisher, right? Always The Punisher. It's never, you know, the guy from Walking Dead, right? I think I was one time with Austin, right? It's always the Punisher. It's always something to do with war or like, I'm, I'm telling you, it's crazy shit. It's crazy shit. But hey, I'd rather be this way than, you know, one of those, you know, one of those weebs, you know, I'd rather be this way than, you know what I'm saying? That was a joke. That was, that was me just making yeah, fun. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Sorry. No, I'm just, I'm just looking at Sorry. you. Yeah, my bad. I'm just going to look at you for a second. Is that okay? Okay. I'll look at you too. Maybe I need to do my eyebrows. You know, I've been telling you to do my eyebrows more. Can you, Maybe. can you shut up for a second, Trey? You're not a scary guy, man. I know. You know, what's crazy. When, when I tell jokes, I have to, and Hey, you can ask my chat about this. Look, at my VODs. I have developed this thing, this habit. Over the last 10 years of my life, where I have to, every time I make a joke, I need to add a fake laugh at the end of the joke. It's like a little chuckle to let people know this is a joke, right? Mm. I'm telling you, I'm just, I have this like very, I don't know what it is, right? Yeah. I mean, I it's can, probably my fault, but you know, I, I can, that, that's I it can, right there. That was it. I, I, can, <laughs> I, I can get behind it. I, I think I'm convinced. I'm convinced that people look at you and are intimidated. I'm convinced. Makes me sad. But I, I, I don't think it's all yeah. in your head. I do still think that there are elements of projection or almost like this sort of projective insecurity. Like, you know, like, you know, you're kind of thinking like, oh, my God, I'm so scary. And so, like, 
because because the, the the truth the, the truth i'm not thinking that though because that's not the truth right like if you and i talked deeper into it i don't think i'm that because i know what i actually am that's the problem that's why that's why i have to show the high school photo if i truly thought i was scary i wouldn't show the high school photo i'd be like yeah what's up right i need you to know, show the high school yeah. photo yeah, no, you you would. That's why you show the high school photo, right? Because you're showing the high school photo to, to dispel the myth that you are scary. It's not that you're scary on the inside. It's that you're the beast. You're scary on the outside. You've got this kind of like, you know, ape-like countenance, an intense gaze, a physical imposing kind of thing. And 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 I'm just really torn because I don't know if this is just like, you know, just play to it right because this is just what's what god has given you and you've got a deep voice and and you know you are and, and then there's a part of me that's sort of like it's it's got to be tough to be you know to walk around and not be able to talk i've heard this from women actually that like women have to learn like especially in like high-powered professions they have to learn how to be how to like use a different voice i've heard of that actually there are uh, so, it's, it's called something i've heard of that we talked about that last podcast actually that yeah, in certain like situations they have, they have to change their voice and things vocal like that. something yeah, yeah. vocal fry uh, vocal fry sorry vocal yeah. fry yeah 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 so they'll like they'll like add vocal fry to their language so that people don't think that they're a cold bitch and so they'll be sort of like ditzy or yeah. valley girl or or call it whatever i i've i've actually talked to women who sort of had these experiences and i'm wondering whether yeah it's hard train i don't know i just want you know because something tells me, like, because my, my kids know the Disney tropes. And if you're a scary-looking dude, I'm pretty sure, you know, one of my kids is kind of a scaredy cat. And I think if she's not scared of you, I, I'd i sort of trust her. And I, I think I'm for ne you... I, I've, ne I've never met a kid that's scared of me. Kids love so, me. So, so th that's the other thing, Train, is I, I think you've got to really think about that, right? Like, because kids are pretty, like, they're pretty surface level. I mean, in a sense, they're surface level and in a sense, they're deep. And, and, and something makes me wonder, like, why is it that you, like, what is it that the kids see that the adults don't? And what's the difference there? It, it's, it's, it's not about what the kids see and the adults don't. It's what the kids don't and what the adults see, right? As you grow older, there's different stereotypes and social, like, constructs so what, or social standards that are set, such as what you what, said earlier, right? The incels say, I don't have a jawline. She's not going to like me, right? So when you point nice that jawline. out... Right. Thank you. So <laughs> thank you so much. So actually Ludwig said the same thing like two days ago, but anyways, so just kidding, but seriously, but anyways, right. When you point out that an incel says, you know, I have a small jawline, she's not going to like me. You're, you're literally right there. It's being admitted that there is this weird social, uh, uh, standard set that if you have a str strong jawline, if you have a deep voice, if you look like a man, then you're a true man. And without that, you're not a man, right? So it's these things. I think it's that, right? I think it's insecurity, so, right? Here's, here's my experience. People who, have, who I've met that have treated me normal and they've been the coolest people in the world, they could be the ugliest, the most beautiful. It, they share one thing, confidence. When they have self-confidence, there is nothing. There's none of this, none of this ever, right? Like a, a good example is Will Neff, right? I think Will Neff has a, 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 a strong uh, uh, grasp of who he is, at least for now with where he is in life. I don't know who and that is, but... I think he has a confidence. And when he sees me, he doesn't see me as this. 
He talks to me like we're, ta- like, like we're souls floating in the sky, right? So there's different people that I've met that have just a true confidence and I never have that issue with. It's usually, you know, and when I say true confidence, it's understanding and being one with your insecurities. I don't think it's possible to be fully rid of your insecurities or at least like I think everyone has them and you kind of become aware of them, you manage them, you know, maybe one day you can live without them, sure. But like, I think insecurities make who you are, right? So when I say confidence, that's what I'm referring to, right? I think the, uh, go ahead. Can I ask you kind of just a random question that I I don't think we've talked about and I find myself being really curious about this. So what is, what is, what have your romantic relationships been like? Good. I've had three girlfriends. That's it. And they've been good. You know, uh, you know, I think they, you know, when I talk honestly with them, I think they, you know, they open up, you know, you know, I actually just had this conversation recently with uh, my current girlfriend and we were talking about when she first met me versus, you know, what she knows of me now, you know, what she knows of me now, you know, she knows I'm like a nice guy and, you know, I'm softer on the inside, but when she first met me, when she first looked at me, you know, she thought I was just this douchebag. She, she even went, I went as far <laughs> as me, you know, me even went as far as saying, you know, she could see me snapping and becoming, you know, serial killer or some shit, right? Like, like th- these are the things, right, that are admitted, like, once you, like, get close enough with someone where, they're, where they, they, wow. they, they lose nothing admitting these things to you, right? And I've been told that by a lot of people. The serial killer remark, I've been told that by so many people. And it's the I eyes. What, it's the eyes. I don't know what it is. Listen, I, I look at my eyes. What, what, I looked at you already. We did this. We played this game. So I, I don't know what that does to, like, I, I'm just, so professionally, like, I don't know what, what it does to a human being to be told by multiple people that I thought you looked like a serial killer. Like, what the fuck, man? What does that do to someone? Well, to be fair, she was just using that as an example to, like, she thinks I would, like, you know, you know beat someone's ass if they pissed me off, right? She was just, like, but other people, when they say that, I think they're being serious. I don't think she was being, I don't think she'd date me if she was, she thought that, right? I don't, because like, she's, she's like a good girl, right? So I don't think she'd date me if she, she thought that. But when other people tell me that, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I guess the people that tell me that, I don't really fuck with. So I'm kind of happy they think that because I don't want them coming near me. So I think it works. It's a win-win. Does that make any sense? Yeah. I mean, so, I don't know, man. Train, you've, I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm just so conflicted between my heart going out to you and also like thinking that if, if you did have a gigantic amount of cognitive bias or projection or view of the world, how would that happen? It would be like, you know, a 15-year-old kid being told that they look like a serial killer. I mean, it's, I don't know that you were 15 at the time. 18-year-old, 19-year-old. Well, I do want to make clear the reference I made. It was more of like a metaphoric thing of like how mad I'd get, right, with my girlfriend's situation. I don't the other care. Pe- the other, the other people, I don't know. Train, I just want to make in, that clear because that's not history, fair. Right? I, I've been on this earth for 38 years and no one has no. ever called me a serial killer in any way, shape, or form. Even jokingly, metaphorically, like well, whatever. Well, people... I don't know what to tell you. I mean, listen, if there is something that I'm doing, right, I can't even think, like, even if I told, even if I roasted somebody and told them to suck my dick and fuck off, I don't even think that would, would justify this serial killer thing. So I don't know what I'm doing, right? They're watching me behind the screen. So, so What so, could I be doing? So that's, that's a damn good question, right? So, like, you, you have a lot of good hypotheses. You have, it's, it's my voice. It's my face. It's my gaze. 
I think all those make sense. But then I think I, I, I got to think there are some things you're doing, right? Because you're doing this weird shit, like showing a bunch of people your high school photo. Could it be my demeanor? I, that's the thing. I, I, I don't know if it could be demeanor or attitude or mindset or like whether there's some weird ass because I think you certainly sound like you're projecting. Like when, when, when I hear people go into a lot of detail about what other people are thinking, that usually is coming from you. It's not coming from them. Right. If you think about someone who's got social anxiety, for example, they're like you walk into a, like a room and they're like, yeah, these people all think I look like stupid. And like the, the more they double down on knowing what is in someone else's head, the more likely they are to be incorrect. The real yeah, problem. But, but, is, the, but, the, but these things weren't here until they were said. It's, it's uh, like, I, that, you know, that's, does that make sense? So, it, it does. So that's that's where I'm really conflicted because I don't know if you're just you're pulling the same biodeterminism bullshit that an incel is or if this is actually like, you know, because it's not like, you know, incel is it's such a common phenomenon that you can't. It's not just one person's psychology, right? Like, this Well, the thing is with an incel, an incel is projecting all that onto, you know, and they they they, they hate women or whatever. Right. I it's not the case where I'm sitting here like hating everybody. I, I, I'm, I just I, go about I, my life. I, I just have to, I have to work a little harder. I put it on myself. I don't think they put it on themselves. They put it on the people, right? I think incel puts it on the women. I'm putting this on myself, right? That's why I have to constantly give disclaimers. That's why I'm constantly adding laughs at the end of my jokes. I'm taking responsibility, realizing that if this is how it is, I need to maybe work a little harder to get to the base minimum. I'm not putting it on them, right? If that was the case, so, shit, right? So, so yeah, that makes I'm, sense. I'm, I'm with you. I think that's very. I think that's adaptive. the difference. I, I, it's a huge difference. I think it makes you yeah. adaptive and makes it healthy. The thing that I still don't want to accept because I care about you and I like you is that it has to be that way at all. I just don't want to accept that. So I, I don't know. I mean, I think well, you could be right, but well, if I'm not right, then hey. Let me know because I'd love to, you know, I'd love to change it. But let me ask you this. Yeah. When I change my, when I change my uh, tone of voice and I'm, you know, accepted in and well-received and everyone's cool, how can that be like refuted? Or like, how can you explain that phenomenon, I guess? Like, uh, right? Very, very simply. And this is hard. But the, the real question is whether that actually happens. Right? So your perception is that when you change your voice, people treat you in a different way. Oh, for sure. I'll and, make you VODs. Uh, right. So, <laughs> so that's, that's what the incel says, for sure. I'll show you all this data about how I was rejected by women because of my jawline. And, and, no, and so, because that's, that's made up. That's in their heads. Like They're, they're being rejected because their but, insecurity but of their train, jawline train, train, is seeping how, through them physically, and the girl's recognizing that, right? But, but, There's a but, difference there. No, but the whole point is that you have an opinion that you are saying this is reality. You have a particular way of interpreting events that you say is reality. Yeah, but what I'm being told by these group of people, by the so leader incels, of them. incels get told too, right? Like the only thing is that they have, a, they have a cognitive bias that causes them to filter certain kinds of information. And then they believe that reality is okay. a particular way. Let me... Let me read this. You know, th this is a very awkward situation because there's this whole meme based on some of the things that I preach and say of this incel stuff. So people are going to eat this the hell up, but they can suck my dick. But realistically, I'll read you the message so you can see that I'm not projecting or adding some things in there. You can, I, I will read this out loud to you. You can tell me what you take from it. 
Okay. Okay. Let me find it. And then you can tell me. Give me a sec. I'm not going to tell you from who. I'll tell you privately, but you know, I mean, I've already said it on my stream a hundred times. Yeah. So just while we're waiting, I want to echo once again that I, you know, this is, I really could be wrong here. I just, I just don't know. I don't think that this, it just fits the pattern train, but it doesn't feel accurate to me, if that makes sense. Sorry, I zoned out there. Okay, here we go. Here it is. Here it is. Here it is. Okay, here we go. Okay. Okay, so. This individual says, LOL, to be honest, you have an intimidating presence. I thoroughly enjoy playing with you, and I'm always down to play more. But the lobby gets upset when people raise their voices even a little. I hope you didn't take offense. I didn't mean your, the intimidating presence thing in a bad way at all, but that's just that. So that's exactly what I was told to me, right? So this is what's being told to me, right? So either... I am mistaken what she just, or what this individual just said, and I'm delusional like an incel, or she, this person just explained exactly what I'm trying to explain to you happens. I, I'm with you, go. bro. So, so here's the question. How, what happens when other people raise their voices? I, you know, I, I got to think. I don't know. I, I got I to sit in on these people, because like, I've heard so much shit about Among Us. I have to just listen to you guys playing this fucking game. Because I haven't done that yet. I'm just curious, like, what... Like, I, like I just... Yeah, dude, I, I don't know. I don't know that we're going to... Like, I, I, I want data. I want my own data. Well, here's the thing. I don't have an issue with it, with it right? Like, I haven't, yeah. like, changed the way I treat people. I still do the things that I do. I still do what I believe. I still, you know, do my good stuff. It's not that, like, I haven't, like, become... What's the word I'm looking for? I haven't become uh, jaded because mm -hmm. of this. I haven't become some douchebag and just dismissing everyone. Fuck everybody. Like, not the case. I just, I just recognize it. And I try to just hang around people that know me. And the ones that don't, it is what it is, right? Like, we'll have a conversation or two. So, like, that's the, that's the main difference, I think, right? I think you just wanted to know a little deeper of how it felt. And, yeah, it doesn't feel good. But that just, that's kind of just the way it's been since middle school, high school, right? So this isn't something new I've just realized in the streaming world. It's been like this. Now, I guess you could go as far as saying, well, what's the common denominator in all these? You. So the problem could be you, right? That's a co completely logical thing to come to, right? And I could definitely understand, you know, that. But, you know, over the internet, so when, when, I, when I'm in person, now that I'm over the internet, when I'm being told, like, you have an intimidating presence, I'm not doing anything, Right. I, I'm literally yeah, yeah, not yeah. doing anything. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm with Does that make any with, sense? It makes I mean, I guess, sense. I guess, I guess so, you could argue I, that maybe subconsciously some sort of projection or insecurity seeping yeah, through. and I no, guess you could argue that, but how could I control that if it's subconscious? That, that, that just sounds like psychological bullshit to me. So, so here's, here's kind of where, where I am right now is like, I, I, think, I think train, yeah, I mean, I, I think you, you I, I like the word intense more so than intimidating. I like intense too. Well, I'm, I, I, I used to always take that as a negative thing, but now I just but, realize but it means I, I, intense. I think it's, it's sort of like, I think you have a certain charisma too. And it, it's not, that, it, yeah. it, 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 and I, I kind of think about, do you play D&D? &D? 
I don't, but I've heard it's very fun. Okay. So like I, I sort of think about charisma not necessarily as making you likable, but that you have like a force of personality that can influence other people. Right? So it's it's not just that you can be it's like you can be intimidating, you can be inspiring, and like people have different sort of flavors of charisma. I like but, that. I like that a lot actually. But but I, I think it's just something about who you are. I mean, I have it too. It's just mine is a different color from yours. Right? And and so so it, it's been interesting to see what it, impact you can have on other people just by virtue of your presence, which is probably an amalgamation of things like the way that you speak, subconscious tendencies, your voice, I mean, your I will admit. I will admit one thing, Dr. K. There is one thing that I think adds to it that I'm in control of that I'm 100% responsible for. Like when, when I think about it, there's one thing that I know I can stop or at least be more uh, attentive to it or like be more aware of it. And it's a flaw that makes, if you want to call it a passive worse, and it's my, it's my combativeness. It's my extreme defensiveness. So like if you come at me with something, right? Like I'll take it and then I'm coming back, right? It's that. So I think that is actually something that I would have a control over and I do have a control over and I need to work on because I think that actually would add a negative thing to it all, right? Does that make sense? Yeah. Why do you do that? I don't know. It was just, I guess it was just a friend. I don't know. My, the, way, the way me and my friend, listen, I had a fucked up friend group. My friend group there was no, you know, mature, classy arguments. There, there was no, you know, disagreeing and moving on. There was no shaking hands. Every single disagreement was a punch to the mouth. It was all fist fights. Probably three, four, five hundred plus fist fights just in the period of like high school within my group of friends. And that was my friends. And then obviously the high school experience was fucking terrible. That was just psychological bullying. So like, that's just kind of where I am, right? Everything was just kind of a, you know, you come at me, I come at you, you come at me, right? It was just back and forth. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think that could explain a lot of what we're talking about. Because, like, I wonder if that attitude sleep, seeps through, even if you don't wait for people to come at you, right? You may be signaling to people, Train, that if you come at me, I'm going to come at you. Yeah, 100%. I think that's definitely something that's there. 100%. Yes. I think then for like, sure how I give up. Fuck. Is that not like relevant to you being intimidated? Because everyone has that. Right now if I if I if I call out let's say uh big dick 6974 and say, "Hey, what's up, dickhead? You have a big ass nose." What do you think he's going to say? He's going to say, "Look who's talking, fucking dome head, big ass head motherfucker, gigantic yeah, but, ass bobblehead." Right? That's what I'm talking about. We just go back and forth. But but I don't know that big ass dick ass 997 is is gonna is gonna be exuding that pheromone like pheromone as in like we're talking like some like crazy shit we're talking like the shit that like the wild no. in the kingdom you know the female gorillas are attracted yeah, to i mean i, I mean i'm i'm not <laughs> i don't mean literal pheromone i, I mean like oh. like if if you have a presence where you're okay. sort of like ready to throw down, which sounds like it could have been conditioned in you because that's sort of like where you grew up, right? Like you grew up around 
Well, no, no, I grew up in a very good place. Let's not get that twisted. I don't, I don't want to sound like I'm no, from no, the hood. But, but, I'm not, okay? Your, your but friend group. Like you said, you guys got into My friend group. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so, but yeah, like, like so you were conditioned to be like on your guard and sort of like let yes, people know yes. that, you know, yes. if you fuck with me, like I'm going to fuck with you. And I don't think most people, like, I don't think I'm, I don't think, you know, I think, I don't think I was conditioned the same way. Like if anything, well, I'm was, not gonna hurt you. Like, like I, I no, I'm I, not the type to punch you in the face. I don't like no, that. No, I, I used to I, always do headlocks. I, I, I get what you're saying, but what, I, what like, yeah. you're the one who said, "Hey, I, I think that this could be something that I do that contributes," and it sounds like to me that it could contribute a lot. Like, I'm agreeing with you. Yeah, I agree, but but let's not forget that like I'm never really on the attack. I'm I'm the defensive. So like we have to we have to ask why. The attack is happening in the first place, right? Sure. But, that, it's the, that, but, but this definitely isn't a good reaction. My reaction yeah, is terrible. So, so here's here's what I'm hearing is that like you you walk softly and you carry a big stick. It's only six and a half inches, but yeah. Right? Pretty thick though. And I'm cut. Okay. <laughs> but you know, it's it's something to think about, Train. Like whether whether that sort of readiness is maybe a good way to put it is part of what contributes to the way that people respond to you. Like there's a certain like readiness and willingness to throw down. Well, right? I, I had to, I had to, it, it, sure. it was, it was, so, it was, it was what I needed to be. Right. So and I, yeah, what, what I'm saying is like, absolutely. So, so it's what you needed to be. And now the real question is how much of an influence does that part that you've carried with you exert on your interactions and i'm almost wondering whether like the the picture the high school picture is a way to disarm that i use the high school picture to disarm everything yep yeah i mean i don't listen i don't think listen when i go into a conversation okay what do you think this if you look at the entire way i talk does that make sense or mm -hmm. you know you know well, you know this is all to try and add a quirkiness, a, a level of like goofiness, a level of unsureness, uncertainty. Because if I just say, Dr. K, this is what it is. How do you think that's going to be perceived? That's going to be perceived as cocky, thinks he knows everything. He's 29 and thinks he's figured out life, right? So you add in a, you know, you know, I mean, does that make any sense? Oh, I, I can't explain, right? You have to add these in there. Otherwise, believe me, whatever's happening now is going to be 50 times fucking worse. Does that make any sense? You feel me on that? I, I, I want to see. I want to see the fifty times worse. I want to see that. Okay, ask me a question. Tell me about your girlfriend. That's not fucking fair. That's that, that's a soft spot. Right? You know I'm saying. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm saying ask ask like a question. You know what I'm saying? You can't like right. I'm not gonna sit and say, oh well, you know, she's a bad bitch no like she's a good girl she's you know a very nice and classy woman you know good morals good ethics um you know uh she's just a good person you know she has a lot of qualities that i don't have that i wish i had and you know i see a you know version of me in her that i wish one day i could be i guess does that make any sense beautiful Beautiful, bro. Because I, I think it had your intensity. It had your presence. It had a depth of voice. 
It was profound. It was intense. And it wasn't scary. It was devoted. Well, yeah, passionate. You, you asked about my girlfriend. If you ask about my friends, I'm going to tell you, like, nice, you know. Well, hey, so, up? but hold on. Like, I mean, if, 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 if you ask me to step in the ring and then I throw a punch and then you said nothing below the belt, like, you asked me to throw a punch and I True. threw a punch. Because my whole point is that you can be intense, you can be passionate, and it's not scary. It's fucking amazing, dude. It's beautiful. Thank you. You're beautiful. I love that sweater, by the way. I don't mean to break off to do a different to topic. That sweater, since day one, since I first saw your channel... I don't know if it's just if it's a t tactic psychologists or psychiatrists have that sweater. I swear in itself is a cure to so much. Like it's almost as if like this sweater is just it's it's trustworthy. It's cozy. I feel like I'm talking to Sanjay Gupta on CNN. Like like he always has that like blue sweater on on CNN. You know what I'm talking about? I see that same blue sweater he has, and then I'm talking to Doctor K here. It's just, I just realized, holy shit. That may, that may have just sounded racist because I said, I feel like I'm talking to Sanja Gupta. I didn't mean that at all. Hope you don't take any offense to that. No. Oh, I've, good. I've, good. Yeah. What, what, what I mean is like every like good vibe doctor wears a sweater like that. And that the sweater in itself has to be like some Harry. Have you seen in Harry Potter? They give you a little like quilt that makes you invisible. I feel like this is the psychiatry, psychology, MD quilt that goes over you. And it. It, it's like a magnet of, it draws, I don't know, I lost my train of thought completely. The point is, it's a really nice sweater. I, 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 you know, then again, my dad has one of those too. My dad's not a doctor, but he has one of those and I really like it. I used to work at soccer practice. But anyway, sorry, I, I, I went on a whole different road there. Yeah, well, I, you know, I'm, I'm glad it turns you on. <laughs> No, it's it just, it's so cozy. I can't explain it entirely. It's just, it's very no, I, cozy. I, I, I feel I, safe. I, I'm, I'm with you. I, I appreciate that. So I, I also, so the reason I love the sweater, so this, this, it's a high quality thing. I wore it literally like, you know, five days a week for four years, or I have two or three actually. And is that something I give to you in med school? No. Or so whatever school you go residency. to? Residency. And, and uh, the reason is because like, yeah. you know, we work in hospitals and hospitals are cold and I'm like yeah. a little bit cold blooded. So I would wear it all the time. Um, and I, I really like it because it, it's just very, very comfortable and keeps me kind of snug. And there, there are some studies that suggest that um, white coats, which is what a lot of doctors wear, uh, actually can make people nervous. So it's sort of like white coat is sort of a symbol of authority. Um, so I steer clear of the white coat. Um, and a lot of people do nowadays, actually. Yeah. The funny thing white... is that. Go ahead. Yeah. So a lot of doctors wear fewer white coats, and a lot of nurse practitioners and physician assistants are wearing more white coats. Just yeah. White coats are like, I feel like I've been abducted by aliens and they're about to anally probe me. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. That sweater feels like I've come to your house and you're ready, to, like you've opened your mind up to me. It, it seems like we're, we're on a more human, you know, level rather cool. than like an objective specimen level. Does that make sense? Yeah, I'm. I'm glad you feel that way. I, you know, I just wear it because it's comfy, and you know. Hmm. Wow. Sorry, sorry, we went off on that tangent. I just kind of that sweater no, since 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 day one that you've come on uh, Twitch. I've been telling myself about that sweater. I just had to say something. Okay. That's it. Okay.
thanks for sharing thanks for thanks for listening um yeah so are we uh, at a good stopping point for today i guess we are you know what's crazy the last three sessions we've stopped so the next session we can get into the drug use days and we always talk about some 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 small little avenue that ends up being this huge topic that we never intended for and then we never get to the uh, crazy days of craving chaos right in between high school and college you know finding the you know the identity finding yourself what helped me come back and cold turkey and you know not go to any rehabs or you know rely on suboxone or anything and just do it full cold turkey like what you know gave me that strength you know i want to go into these things because i understand that you're a uh uh like addiction uh, uh psychiatrist right i may have missed this but i didn't realize you had a period of extended drug use oh yeah heroin uh i've used meth before uh you know percocets oxycontin that was like probably two years two three years of my life crazy wow, that's rough man yeah, yeah it was I'm nuts more than, you know if you want to talk wanna know what's crazy that. too want to know what's insane it was while i was in school getting both of my degrees and i still maintain my grades maintain my uh office hours while doing this in between it was some crazy shit and, and the two people i did it with that got me into it are both doctors today and they were they were literally pre-med and i remember like they had a study for their ocam and their pcam and they were just non-stop in the office hours just doing all the extra work with the professor because you know if, if you go to office hours they increase your grade like two three percent at the end even if you don't deserve it so like it was just an insane fucking some, some should have a movie but you should never do those drugs. Don't ever do those drugs. Terrible fucking drugs. Not even once. I'll explain next time why not even once. I have this theory on what not even once means. It's not even about, it's not even about the effect of it to you. It's about once you make that your new base, once you normalize the usage of it, the next time you're extremely sad, the next time you're extremely broken and vulnerable, the next time you want an escape, it's no longer let me go have a drink. Now, the normal base is that. That's what you've opened up to because it's so normalized to you. That's what I think not even once is. It's some crazy shit. Does that mm -hmm. make any sense? I could, be, I could be totally bad shit. I guess this is your avenue. No, no, no. I mean, I, I think it, does it make sense? Sort of, because I, I think it's, it's like the first half of a thought to me. You know, I'm, I'm really curious about what else you have to say and to add context and depth and, and flavor to what you just shared. You know, it's sort of like, sharing like you're you're sharing with me e equals mc squared and you're saying does it make sense and it's like i can tell that that's a monumental yeah, equation but i don't quite understand it pretty um, much uh i don't think people explain what don't not even once means i don't think people really explain that accurately they just try to scare the hell out of you um i and love, yeah next time we can talk about, about it that. yeah i mean next time i think is good let's just open yeah we i'm cool that next time open a can of worms with with small things so yeah but real quick i, I want to make make sure i reiterate this don't do drugs don't do any of those drugs don't do any drugs okay i'd even go as far hey people are going to hate me for this i even go as far as saying marijuana is gateway drug i'd even go as far as that i'm telling you shit's fucking crazy but you know i think it has its good uses don't get me wrong M medicinally i think you know if you're going through like some treatment like cancer stuff like that i think it's it's a good avenue right you know but i think i even you know i would i don't know that's i have, I have my opinions people are get upset about that yeah I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd echo as well that yeah. I, I think drugs are bad kids. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, okay. So, Train, do you feel like meditating today? Of course, let's do it. Sorry, I'm literally like, I slept two days straight. My body needed it because like, I, I was just like putting so much work into streaming. 
And I ended up waking up like yesterday at like 7 p.m. So right now, so like I streamed and I tried going to bed, but I realized I slept for two days. I, I couldn't. So I slept for like two hours. So I'm kind of like wired off of the tea and no sleep. I feel like no sleep is more energizing temporarily than caffeine. It's crazy. Does that make any sense? Yeah. I mean, that's actually especially scary if you have any history of bipolar. Bipolar. Disorder. Yeah. And, and man, so, yeah, yeah, I know. So you got to be careful. I, I don't really know. We don't need to get into <laughs> that. But one thing that I say to all of my patients who have bipolar disorder is that sleep is medicine and is the most important medicine. So, you know, I'd say if you feel a little bit energized, sometimes people can kind of get a second wind, things like that, but you want to be really, really careful. It's a second wind. It's not a manic thing. It's definitely a second wind because, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I That's mean, if you slept think, for two yeah. days and then you woke up and, you know, it sounds like you've been up for about 16 hours with a nap in the middle of the night. I took a two-hour two little nap, then I'll probably yeah. take another nap before today's so, stream. I, so. found this really, I found this really good show called Repair Shop. Have you heard of it? Mm-mm. Very cozy. Anyways, continue. Let's do this meditation. Yeah. Okay. So let me just think about what kind of meditation. Have I taught you Om chanting? No, you haven't actually. I'm actually interested. So speaking of, you know, things that will be deep and resonant. So I, I think, Train, I'd like to teach you chanting. So I'm kind okay. of curious what, what would happen if you did it for a little while. So okay. Om chanting, we're going to start with Om chanting, and Om is composed of three syllables, ah, ooh, and m. Okay. So what we're going to do is it's going to be. So I'll, I'll demonstrate one round. So I'm going to start with making an ah sound, and then we're going to go into ooh. Should I crisscross applesauce? Uh, if you can, yeah. So the main, right. most important thing is that your back is straight. So more important than crisscross applesauce is I take your elbows off of your armrests. There we go. And so sit up straight. And then if, if your knees um, are lower than your hips, that's ideal if, if you're doing crisscross applesauce. Oftentimes your knees will be above your hips and then you'll slouch forward. So Yeah, I put them down. I realized that was way too bold of a move. I'm not too flexible. I need to do some okay. yoga. So what we're going to do... Actually, let me think for a second. Yeah, okay. We'll do I'm chanting, okay? So big, deep breath. Oh. Oh. Mm. oh, you're demonstrating. I'm so stupid. I'm so sorry. It's all good, man. I didn't realize that you're demonstrating for me. I thought it was just to follow you. That's sorry. fine. It's, it's okay. Oh, it's fine. It's okay. Sorry, I just realized I was... It, really, it's not a problem. So a couple of things to note. One is it's over the course of one breath. Good job, Train. Over the course of one breath. Second thing is that what, what I want you to focus on is vibration, not sound. Third thing is keep your mouth nice and open. Okay, so... Okay. Ah, ooh, mm. Okay. okay. So now sit up straight. S sit up straight. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Here we go. And then, so we're going to do one together. Okay. So deep breath in. Oh. Oh. 
Okay. Sorry, the push. Yeah, the push talks messing with me. Yeah, it's okay. Sorry, no. Sit up straight. Don't slouch between rounds. Right. So stay anchored. And now we're going to do three rounds. Okay. So it's going to be deep breath. Uh, um, brief period of silence afterward before we take the next deep breath. We'll do three rounds and then we'll sit in silence for a little bit and just feel the um, sort of the aftermath of the vibration after we're done with our three rounds. Okay. Okay. And then we'll sit silently with our eyes closed for maybe about 60 seconds. And then I'll prompt you when we kind of come back. Okay. Is it possible to take push the talk off and try it once? Because like when it freezes, sure. I feel like you've gone. I'm going to just, I, I, I we're going to do push to, I'm going to keep push to talk on, but I'm going to just leave it. I'm going to leave my hand on the finger. Okay. Okay. So let's begin. So deep breath in. Two more. A lot of power train. Give me everything you got. Deep breath in. Oh. Beautiful. One more time.
Wow. That is so calming. I was so wired a second ago and like, I'm just like, I'm like balanced now. And I have a meeting in like 30 minutes. That's crazy. Good. What does that do? Like, like, am I just exerting a certain energy that's just kind of that I'm like, like, is that is that excess energy that I'm like, exhausting into the planet? Is that like what's making me feel calm? Part of it. So ohm chanting does that. Was, see, that was a good breath right there at the end. Just letting it out, right? Yeah. So it does several things. So one is it does shuddhi. Shuddhi is cleansing. So I think that's where you were. So you were a lot of excess energy, excess thoughts, focusing your mind on one thing, letting those things go, kind of grounding. The other thing that it does is, so it does shuddhi, which is cleansing. It does like the generation of shakti, which is energy. So it's kind of like stoking the fire within you. Um, and if you think about fire, like fire burns away impurities and also like, you know, gets hot. And then um, the last thing is that the post chanting phase. So Om chanting actually has four parts. And the fourth part is actually the post chanting silence when you stop breathing. So I don't know if you notice this, but after the long breath, you'll kind of have a deep breath in and then you'll be like, not breathe for like 15, 20, maybe even 30 seconds. And it's that period of stillness where the real money is. Um, but yeah, it certainly is cleansing, putting off excess energy. It also creates vibration. And I don't, I don't know if this makes sense, but vibration um, gets things flowing. No, it does make sense. <clears throat> so it's sort of, you know, chanting is a really good practice. There's a reason why Om chanting is central it's, a, it's like a spiritual massage yeah it's a great way to put it yeah, yeah it's like a chakra massage yeah cool well good luck well on thank your you meeting, again man. yeah you're very thank welcome you. thank you so much for coming on and being so authentic train thank you for you know um listening and thank you for being great and amazing and if you ever need anything you let me know you know what i'm saying cool, i got man. you and Thanks a lot. So one thing, um, speaking, I, I know you've been a big supporter of the stream. I just wanted to let you know that, um, you know, our coaching program, which I know you made a sizable donation to support is actually going really well. Um, we're planning on sending like, you know, all the people who made big donations, actually like a, like a quick one pager about our outcomes. Um, but the short answer is that, uh, you know, because of your support train, we've been able to help. I'm just trying to remember exactly how much you donated, but Probably and that's ongoing, that. right? So I can like keep donating? Like I can just keep doing it all? Yeah. Is it like I'm an ongoing not, thing? I'm not fishing for a donation, but yes. Oh, I know. Much. I know you're not. Okay. I just, yeah, yeah, no, you're good. Uh, the, the, quite the opposite. What I'm trying to do is, is, is express appreciation and actually yeah, no, like it's yeah, yeah. really helping a lot of people. Um, and uh, are, you know, I have to be he hesitant about saying things like this because it's not really a medical treatment, but we're seeing substantial reductions in depression and anxiety. Like people who come in with moderate to severe depression after about 12 to 16 weeks will be like more in the mild to moderate range. And um, th this, you guys have to take this with a grain of salt, but the effect size is actually quite similar, maybe a little bit weaker than 
uh, 10 to 20% weaker than Prozac in terms of reducing depressive symptoms. So I, I'm really grateful for your support because it really is like helping people. So we're going to send you guys a quick one pager that sort of shows this, our outcomes and stuff. This is a, this right here is enough for me. And I, like, I'm going to keep doing, you know, keep helping. I just love these. These conversations are absolutely amazing. And it's food for my brain. You know, I haven't, you know, you know, they say if you don't use it, you lose it. Right. And I haven't used this thing probably since college. So when I talk to you, it's kind of, you know, it's reopening doors of, cool. you know, the logical thinking styles, right? I mean, not so much what we talk about, just kind of the way we go, I don't know, whatever. Thank you. I don't I know. When I, when I talk to you, you seem well-practiced at this stuff. You don't seem rusty to me at all. So if this is rusty, man, you must be a force to be reckoned with when you're kind of tuned up. So that's awesome, man. Uh, yeah. Good luck with your meetings, okay? Thank you. Let's talk again and soon. Happy holidays and happy new year. Likewise. So next time, let's talk about drug use. I'm just going to ask you about drug use next time. Okay. Let's do it. Okay. All right. Take care, man. Bye. All right. Love you. Bye.